What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this episode. I uh, want to let you all know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast directories and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 64th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, and I'm here with my co-host, Matthew White, and we are here to bring to you all things sports. Matthew, how's everything going with you? Oh, it's pretty good. Perfect. Pretty good. How has the week so far? It is now Thursday, mm-hmm. March the 25th okay. of Year of Our Lord 2019. Yep, yep. Uh, so we're almost done the week, man. Uh, is, is treating you well? Uh, it's decent. My allergies have been killing me this week, but yep. that's kind of, you know. Yep, yep. The allergies. It is it's allergy definitely allergy season. season. Full effect. Um, yet I'm being stubborn and I have not been taking any medicine. Oh, no, you're I up. need to get the medicine going. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. But anyways, man. How excited are you to talk about sports in this episode? Oh, uh, pretty excited. Perfect. I've seen a little bit this week. Not only that, this is a lot of things. That oh have no, this it's been a wild sports week. So we're gonna get into everything that is happening in the sports world. We will talk about the NBA playoffs, the NFL draft approaching. There's other NFL news. We'll even get into the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Whoa. Yeah, kind of don't want to talk about it, but we'll get into Whoa. that. Most hockey I've ever watched in my entire life yesterday. Perfect. And then we will also get into our championship of the week, mm. our sports-free zone. Where got to get a sound effect for this. Where we're going to talk about uh, Don't Mute DC, true Howard University, true, and true, true. Pete Buttigieg. Get uh, I already forgot. I already his name. messed it up. We were just rehearsing. Buttigieg, Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yes, there he goes. We'll talk about him. And then, of course, our Reddit topic of the week. Let's get a little teaser for your Reddit topic of the week. Uh, Isolation greatness. Perfect. Dominance, pretty much. And just like, a, it's, it's a fun little stuff. And for my Reddit topic of the week, we will get into uh, Michael Sam. Okay. Haven't heard from him lately. Throwback. But we will talk about Michael Sam with the NFL Draft coming tonight had no idea if you happen to listen to this podcast as soon as it's released and it'll be released later today yeah it will be before the first round of the nfl draft if Mm. you happen to hear this and you want to quote unquote i guess party with us we'll be collaborating Uh with Uh the other side of sports oss 980 we'll be at the oss 980 draft party which is at the Green Turtle in Grant Gambrels, Maryland. Gambrels. If you want to know more information, just go on the Sports Reality Instagram page and also the OSS980 Instagram page for more information. By the time this drops, you'll probably be able to still hear if you listen to it right when it releases. Immediately. 
You'll be able to still have time to come to the draft. You could bother Jeremy in person. Yep, yep. So we'll be there supporting the other side of sports, OSS980. Also, let's remind you all, you can listen to this podcast on plenty platforms. So whatever platform you're listening to it now, that is not the only one. You can listen on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Just search for The Sports Reality Podcast. Subscribe, and you'll be up to date on all your content. Obviously, if you're already subscribed, hey, you did everything you're supposed to do. But for those who are listening to this for, for the first time, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Let's now get into the hurry up offense. The Washington Capitals lost game seven here at the Capital One Arena against the Carolina Hurricanes in double overtime with score four to three. I'm not going to lie. Last night I was at the gym playing basketball during the game. And even though I consider myself a sports fan and I follow hockey to an extent, I'm probably more than the casual hockey fan. I actually know players in the league. I actually know who's on the Capitals. And I know some people within the organization. However, even though this was a game seven, I was at the gym playing basketball because I like to play basketball. It's true. So, I did not get to see the game. I saw the highlight of the uh, game-winning goal by Carolina. So, I'm going to be really honest with you. I don't have enough analysis to to tell you about this Game 7. One thing I did notice, though, because in between breaks when I was playing basketball, I did turn on the game on my phone, and it was overtime, the first overtime. And the crowd was very quiet during the game during that point of the game and i to me i feel like yes the capitals won the stanley cup title last season but i also feel like a lot of the fans who were in the arena when it went to overtime felt like oh no here we go again and honestly shame on caps fans because that is the one times i'm gonna I'm I'm blame the fans in the arena because Players do feed off the fan yeah. the fan base. And I do remember last year when we were in situations like this, the fan base was still like ruckus. They were still loud. They were still there. But there was this nervousness around the team. And now, granted, I told you this is I watched probably like a five minute portion of the game in overtime, in the first overtime. So I honestly don't know what it was like for the first three periods when they were up three to one but that five minutes that i saw that's what i noticed and i didn't think that was really good i'm not trying to say that's why the caps lost but it, it does help the, the team now you actually watched quite a bit of this game way what more you, than i thought what did you think about the, the actual game oh <laughs> uh, so let me let me give you a little bit of rundown of what happened with my my hockey experience last night we were watching over one of my friends' house. You know, watched the first quarter. It was good. I mean, first period. Second period, they were still up. The the the, the other team had scored, but the Capitals were still winning. The whole time, I believe it was 3-1. Uh-huh. We step out back for, you know, what happens when you step out back. Perfect. Perfect. Little, little, like, probably like 10, 15 minutes. Come back inside. It is tied 3-3. Yeah, that's how. No clue what happened. Just baffled the caps, you know. And then once the first overtime start, Braden uh, Holpe, uh-huh. he's just he's under assault. 
the entire time. That's like the entire what, beginning of the overtime. That's something I did notice from the five minutes that yeah. I watched. It was bad. There at one point in over the first overtime, the Caps only had two shots on goal. Yeah, and Brady and Holt and the Hurricanes had fifteen. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what it. That's what it looked like. Like I don't really know too much about hockey, but it seemed like other teams was getting a lot of shots. And Brain Holt was holding it down, but the Caps there. It seemed like some of them were tired and just. Yep, they were. And the other team had a couple dudes that were. They were still going. Just they did not look. Uh, winded in the least bit and that's something uh listening to espn 980 it's rare that i listen to espn 980 uh the only reason why i was listening to espn 980 is because in my garage mm. while i was warming up the car i can only get am stations while i'm in the garage so i actually was listening and that was something that was brought up by smoking Owl Koken. he said uh yeah a lot of the caps players who were on the ice during overtime were gassed and he brought up i can't remember the player's name oh he brought up Jakob verana he said Jakob verana actually didn't get a lot of ice time and he actually had a shot in the second overtime and verana almost scored and he said verana was actually pretty fresh and that's why he had that opportunity he was like but verana shouldn't be the only caps player who is fresh and overtime, like you gotta balance the lines out. So that was something that was brought up, and smoking out also brought up that was what happened in the San Jose Sharks series with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. We'll get into that immediately after this. But yeah, the cap season is over. I'm gonna ask you this question: Are we right back to Washington sports, or is this just a bad break? In a hockey match because hockey is one of those sports where you don't go back to back in the, hockey. The not only that, I mean the goal that went in, it yeah. was just like it went off of a went off of a stick. Like the the hockey player did not shoot that in. Like it went off of a stick. But that's that's like a hockey thing. That's what you kind of like. You want to get it be in there, get in the in front of the goal, be messy sometimes. And that's the thing. Like for example, in the other sports, like you gotta make a conscious effort at actually scoring. shooting for the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're shooting a bad, like in hockey, if I could compare it to basketball, it's like someone shooting a three pointer and then letting there be an offensive goaltending and letting it count. But that's the sport of hockey. And that's how the goal went in to win the game. So, but back to the original question, are we right back to DC Sports being DC Sports, or is this just a bad break in a Game 7? So what do you mean by DC Sports being DC Sports? Well, we, we have a, a very, very detailed history. Yeah, of losing. Of losing in pressure point situations. I think we're back. I think we're back, Pollen. Damn. <laughs> I think it's back. I mean, just because, like... You can look ahead a little bit. You see what the Orioles are kind of going to be like. You see what the Nationals, even though Baltimore's not part of Maryland, you see what the Nationals are going to be like, and you kind of see what, worried about the Redskins, worried about the Wizards. You know, I think the Wizards could, like, the Wizards might step it up and be, like, what we need them to be next year. So, like, maybe we're not back to old Washington, but it's not, you know, yesterday was a step in the wrong direction. For sure. So let me say this: it 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 really hurts because hindsight's twenty twenty. Barry Trotz, the former head coach, is moving on with the Islanders oh. to the second round. Oh. 
that was the team the Caps were going to face if they had won, and we're not going to even face them. Nope. Uh, there was a lot of controversy with not being able to come to some sort of agreement. You win this, and this happens a lot in hockey, actually. Like, coaches would win and then not return, but for this to happen with the Caps, and, and Tom Reardon is mm. a good head coach. Like, we're not going to yeah. sit here and say he was bad. He, he coached well this year. It's just that in... The casual fan's going to say, hey, Barry Trotz is moving on and we're not. Yeah. And history is going to show that in the trying to defend for this title that we lost in the first round in game seven to a, a lower seed. Like, that's all people are going to see. There's, there, there is nuance to this. That's very bad, though. I mean, that's unfortunately how things go True. nowadays. Which is weird because... I. We just have a different age, and I'm not trying to sound like get off my lawn type of guy. Jeremy's definitely about to tell somebody to get off their lawn. Perfect. But, lawn. I, but I feel like, for example, your your pops, your dad, watches a lot of sports, Lots of sports. from when he was young. Mm. And when he's spoken about players in the past, he's actually given like detailed information. Like, remember when we went to Hooters and tried to win that trivia, mm. uh, and we almost won? Almost. <laughs> And it was, it was because close. of your father we almost it won. Was close. So, but we get these stories of like what happened in the past. Mm. Nowadays, it's just like, did you win or did you not? That's the only thing that matters. And we're gonna get into that with Russell Westbrook Ooh, later. Man. But this man. is this is what happens. And I feel like history is gonna say, oh well, Reardon didn't get the Caps to the, to the second round, but Trotz got his team to the second round and that's unfortunately what i think is going to happen with this season i mean that's how history works though it's not fair it's just gonna be taken one way or the other also tj oshi he was injured hurt broken collarbone yeah I and saw, that's something I saw him cheering. that's something that you you know tj oshi was balling last year in the playoffs no 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 yeah that's what i'm saying like, and that's one of your that's a big go-to thing. scores and he wasn't on the ice and now Hurricanes fans have a point. Alex Ovechkin smacked that dude up to the point that he's still in concussion protocol in game three. That's what lit the fire on him. And then Oshi was out, broken collarbone in game four. So to Hurricanes fans, they're going to say, hey, one for one. Yeah, I'm not trying. They're not trying to hear that. <laughs> they're not trying. They don't care. But let's be real. That one that we took out is not on the level that <laughs> Oshi yeah, is on. True. Yeah, he's a young star, but he ain't on Oshi's level. So that that you know, congratulations to the Hurricanes. Um, I hope this continues our rivalry now because we actually we actually dominated them in the regular season, and then in the playoffs we get stretched to seven games and lose at home. So yeah, that's is what it is, man. We spoke a lot. This is a uh, way longer on hockey than I thought. Eleven we were minutes talk about. on yeah. hockey. Who would who would have thought? Yeah, who would have thought that Matthew White... What a time to be alive. (laughs) Would have had this amount of insight on hockey. See, Matthew, you just need to watch more hockey. No, no, that's just Every time I watch, they lose. (laughs) You just got to watch more hockey. Because you just gave us 11 minutes of insight. I don't know. I know I spoke also, but, you know... It was cool. Hockey was all right. I wish they would have won. That would have been better. The other series that was pretty good, San Jose Sharks... Go- and the Vegas Golden Knights, San Jose Sharks. They were down by three goals mm-hmm. in Game Seven. Okay. In the third period, 
just late in the game. They scored three goals in the third period to tie the game, to then send it to overtime, and then win to move on to the second round. So now, brand new, brand new finals this year, right? Yep, Vegas Golden Knights are not in there anymore, and the Caps are not there crazy. anymore. Uh, last week I said that the San Jose Sharks are usually choke artists in the playoffs. They, and they heard you. They proved. And they heard you. They proved me wrong. So they are moving on to the second round of the playoffs. Let's now get into the NFL. Did you hear some of the news that's happening in the NFL, Matthew? Uh, just a little bit. Let's start off with Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger got a two-year extension. Start worth, with the bad news. <laughs> a two-year extension worth sixty. Sixty, like Ooh. two or three million dollars. Oh my gosh! Now seems excessive. It seems excessive for his age. Yes, and his like quality of play. Perfect. Yes, so it is a little excessive, and also because of his age. Um, but now he's going to be paid upwards of. 30 million per year for the next two seasons. Um, I guess they felt like they had to give the money to someone. It had to be the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. I find it really interesting, though, that last week, a lot of the criticizers for Russell Wilson, they said, oh, well, if you take up so much money as the quarterback, then you can't pay for the other positions. And... When Ben Roethlisberger gets the same, pretty much the same treatment, it's, oh, that's a great move by the franchise. I don't know. You know, last week we said that Wilson was a top five quarterback, and we kind of debated he might be top three. Yeah, that's and in top some, five is that there, some people are making some good arguments. Like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And, and, and you also made an argument about he might be better at this moment better than Aaron Rodgers. I mean, because of the the basically the consistency. So, you know, we spoke about that. But, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, he he's getting paid right now for the next out. two seasons. Marshawn Lynch is retiring. I honestly, I just think he didn't want to play with Oakland anymore. And he, and that's his hometown team. I just think he didn't want to play with Oakland, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I th- and he probably just didn't want to do the whole move of going to a whole other team. And he's won, you know, he's had a good career. So, you know, he's probably so, just like, yeah. yeah, I'm living life right now. Tyreek Hill, he will not be indicted. Him and his wife will not be indicted for the alleged child abuse uh, charge. Or he, he was not charged. So alleged uh, child the uh, child abuse allegations that that he had against him and his wife so he will not be indicted now you made a point you said there's still a chance that he might get suspended he's definitely getting suspended and why why, why do you think he is going to get suspended he plays in the nfl perfect you can randomly get suspended like when you don't get indicted or don't like you know for whatever unfounded reasons I just find it very interesting how the NFL's investigative team somehow finds out more information than the the you know those who are employed by the 
state and local government um and i also find it interesting how tmz knows even more information oh, TMZ than is like the of- fbi Perfect. <laughs> they got all the tapes they got recordings from elevators and everything tmz is the fbi nsa yeah. cia well, but they got a better budget <laughs> <laughs> a way better budget because they're not paying people a lot nope, of money nope. and they still getting information At freelancers only <laughs> oh man but yeah i just yeah I, this might sound insensitive but if he couldn't get indicted for this it's move on like it's move on but we just saw how reuben foster is now going to go without a suspension for his allegation that stemmed last year mm-hmm. in Tampa, Florida, he is going to be playing for the Redskins. But did you hear that? Instead of the suspension, he's still paying a fine to the league. So weird. I feel like the NFL just picks and chooses who they want to target, who they want to suspend, who they want to send a message to. I also, this is just me speculating. I feel like if you don't quote-unquote cooperate with the nfl they'll just suspend you anyway for whatever because i i i personally believe that is and look you all know i'm a cowboys fan so i'm going to say this about ezekiel elliott but the lead investigator in the ezekiel elliott scandal recommended that there should be no suspension for ezekiel elliott because there was no evidence of an assault on the young lady Roger Goodell then said, oh, well, we're suspending you six games. I don't understand how the league investigator will tell you, hey, no suspension. And you still say we're going to suspend them. And that's why I believe that maybe Ezekiel Elliott was not cooperative, cooperative with Roger Goodell. And that's why he felt like, all right, I'm going to come down and drop the hammer. I don't know what's going to happen with this. Uh with this situation later frank car is it frank uh who's the man the which one he just got traded from the seahawks to the chiefs is it frank uh the big uh i know who you're talking about hold on is it frank cart no that's my cousin no. <laughs> you don't even, what is it? No. What's, what's dude's name frank uh clark frank clark was traded from the Seahawks to the Chiefs for numerous draft picks and then Frank Clark is going to then he's going to sign or he did or they intend on signing a long-term deal the Chiefs did lose D Ford and so they needed some pass rush help also I think with the pass rush help they'll be able to help out the secondary which was definitely battling a lot of they had a lot of struggles last year let's just put it like that NFL draft is tonight, or at least the first round is tonight. Cardinals have the first pick. Who do you think the Cardinals are going to select with that first pick? Kyler Murray. You you think it's Kyler Murray? I think so. I mean, no, okay, that's who I hope they pick. But this is the Cardinals and I think they're they're going to try to do the right thing. Get Look, a quarterback in. There. They need a franchise quarterback. Now, the Cardinals, they, of course, have a new head coach, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury, mm-hmm. who, by the way, had a losing record in college and somehow got an NFL coaching head coaching job. But anyways, it's, it's neither here nor there. They were kind of hinting that 
they were kind of hinting that you know they want to shop Josh Rosen because they're going to get Kyler Murray and now as the week progresses now they're kind of like oh we don't know where we're going and Josh Rosen apparently is not you know on the trade block according to some sources I don't know where they're going to be honest um but because it's a new head coach I think they're gonna go for Kyler Murray uh, but there's also rumblings that they may just draft Nick Bosa to get oh defensive line help. Help Nick Bosa. I'm not sold on him. His brother is good, Joey Bosa, for the Chargers. But he's already coming in with an injury history. He's also coming in, and I'm going to say it with character issues, because when other players quit on their team during the regular season, they're seen as uh, they have bad character. So I'm going to say that about Nick Bosa. He has bad character. That's all I'm going to say. There's other issues, too, that he's had. He's also a... And nothing's wrong with being a MAGA supporter, but it also tells me a little bit about yourself, especially an openly MAGA supporter and an openly white nationalist supporter. Just go on his Twitter page. And that's why they said he may not go to the 49ers. The 49ers are apparently scared of him because they said, look, we can't bring him into San Francisco <laughs> with, with with the community here. Like he's a white nationalist supporter, a MAGA supporter. And he also had some comments about the LGBT community. So they already said they weren't going to there. They probably weren't going to bring him in, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, I think Kyler Murray is going to go number one. Josh Rosen will be traded tonight or tomorrow and uh one of the teams that they were rumoring that he was going to be traded to was the washington redskins however the redskins are no longer in talks for josh rosen because the redskins according to sources are trying to move up the draft board from number 15 to move up to the top Top five five to try to try and get their future quarterback and some reports are saying they're moving up to the top five to get dwayne haskins who i think is probably the best quarterback in or the most pro ready quarterback coming into the draft. Mm. But there's also reports that they're trying to go for Drew Locke. I right, look or, that's the dude I was telling you about. Or Daniel Jones. Look, I I, I don't know. Drew Locke those are very pretty balls. You've been talking about Drew Locke. Very pretty ball. But Drew Locke is not a top five talent i don't think so just drew, because of like no yeah, i don't know i have no idea drew lock might not have even been a top 15 talent because <laughs> the redskins were at number 15 they could have got him there i honestly think drew lock is like a second day like a second round quarterback that's cool I, and look, nothing's wrong with being a second round quarterback russell wilson was a what, what where was russell? a fourth there we go nothing's wrong with that the problem comes is when you draft these second and third round talents in the first round can't do it there's no value there and there's also another report that daniel jones out of duke maybe who they're looking for duke has a football team (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) duke has a good head coach in david cutcliffe but david cutcliffe is obviously known because of his relationship with the manning brothers he coached peyton manning in college and then of course he, he he still trains the manning brothers or at least Eli, because Eli still plays. Now, this is my opinion of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not good. Like, if you're 
at Duke playing football and you want to be drafted in the first round, I personally need to see more. His stats do not, they're not eye popping. Mm. Doesn't have the best arm. Not that accurate. I honestly believe Daniel Jones is hyped up because of his relationship with the Mannings. Because Daniel Jones went to a lot of the Manning camps growing up. Mm. He's real cool with the Mannings. They, you know, they know each other. Families hang out with each other now. So, I think there's a lot of hype with him. I think he's more of a second-day quarterback. And also, there's another report that's coming out that the first-round draft pick will be selected by owner Daniel Snyder. Oh, that's bad luck already. <laughs> so You don't want this to happen. Things though. are not looking good. Last time Daniel Snyder had his way with the first overall draft pick, he traded way too many picks for RG3. And RG3's rookie year was really good. But then that was it. And they missed out on a lot of first-round draft picks. I just find it funny, though, that the Rams did nothing with those first-round draft picks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they did nothing with those picks. I think they got, like, Stenman, Bailey, and... Uh, Ogletree. Yeah, yeah. They, they didn't get a lot of, like, good guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it wasn't Todd Gurley. It wasn't, no, he wasn't Jared Goff. He wasn't involved in the It movies. wasn't, yes. So, um, yeah, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this draft plays out. Obviously, next week, we will recap the nfl draft for you all so make sure you stay tuned for that let's now get into the nba we're close to 30 minutes into the podcast who would have thought we would have just been getting to the nba but that's fine because i feel like we've produced good talent yes i'm gonna toot my own horn so i hope you all are enjoying this make sure you follow us and subscribe to the podcast anyway let's talk about your boy luke walton it's not looking good (laughs) luke walton is uh, being sued by a employee of spectrum sports network which uh, obviously is where you can watch lakers and dodgers games uh this employee is suing luke walton for an alleged sexual assault in a hotel this happened while luke walton was the assistant coach for the Warriors. So this was before he was a Laker, the Lakers head coach. Mm. The allegation and the lawsuit alleges that Luke Walton pinned the woman down to the bed, groped her, and tried to um, basically kiss her. And she was able to get away from him. Now, this was reported by TMZ. I'm going to be really honest. I haven't really read the whole report or mm-hmm. the red or the whole lawsuit. I guess the whatever the document is for uh, the lawsuit. I haven't I haven't read that. However, um, so I don't know if there was actually like a criminal investigation into it. So I'm going to be really honest. I don't know what came out of that. Do you know any information no, about no. the criminal investigation? No clue. So from what we understand, this is a this is a civil suit, correct? A civil lawsuit for the sexual assault. As far as I know right now. So yes, last week we reported that Luke Walton is the new head coach of the Sacramento Kings. And now a, less than a week later... These things come out about Luke Walton. You had a interesting perspective 
on how the Luke Walton situation relates to Magic Johnson. Give us <laughs> what you think. So this is my conspiracy theory. I think the Lakers knew about this. And Magic Johnson, you know, you know how Magic Johnson's like persona is. Like uh-huh. he's Mr. Good Guy. He does not want any involvement in a sex scandal. It like it's you know how his past is. He 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 don't want no type of involvement in anything like that. Perfect. So I think he tried to distance himself as like quickly as he possibly could, and that is why he quit so abruptly off the random. So I mean that look. It's not far-fetched. It's not far-fetched at all that he would probably want out knowing that this was about to drop. And as the Mm-mm. acting, as the president of a basketball operations, he is the one who still had him employed. Now, let's remember, Magic did not hire him. Did not. Magic came in and he was already there. And now, you know, Magic, obviously, reports came out that Magic was trying to get Luke out of there and you know there were some other people he wanted out and because he couldn't get everyone out then he bowed out but look I would not be surprised if this came out that Magic was trying to you know get out of there before you know stuff hit the fans so it's not far fetched to be honest but like we said we know Magic wasn't the one who hired Luke Walton Mm, so uh, definitely not it goes back to the previous administration. Uh, also, it goes back to Jeannie Buss, the, the owner of the team. And, man, it's funny when you say things like this, but you know the Lakers are like a mom-and-pop organization. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's family-run business. When you compare it to the other NBA teams, it is a family business. And, unfortunately, since Father Buss passed away, Things have not been good for this team. Mm -mm. And this is just another black mark against the team. It's a lot of drama. And um, your boy LeBron James is just in the middle of this. Like, who would have thought? Unfairly, though, kind of. And that's the thing. Who would have thought he would have went to leave? He would leave Cleveland. And have some big market team drama? Yeah, everybody (laughs) should have seen this coming. But who would have thought? Everyone, okay, because we know the history between LeBron and Dan Gilbert. Mm -hmm. But who would have thought that? This stuff would have been coming out while LeBron's in L.A. I mean, I think it just goes, it's kind of like, at every stop LeBron has had, he's had some, like, I don't want to call it run-ins, but encounters with either the owner or the GM or just wherever. When he was in Miami, he tried to get Spolster fired. And and Pat Riley said, nah. Had to shut it down. And, you know, Dan Gilbert and him have their terrible relationship. So, this... I don't know. It's not. That, uh, it's surprising for what it is, but not that LeBron is around it. I guess just because it's always around LeBron. That's true. Moving on to the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. they fired their head coach after one year, Igor Kokoskov. That's their standard move. <laughs> so I told you a stat before we started recording. Ooh. Devin Booker's on his fifth head coach in five years. It's not good. It's not what you want. Fifth coach in five years. Devin Booker is one, obviously a top 20 player. Some people, and I'm saying top 20 because of how good. bad the team has the team been. Is very bad. But if he actually plays well next season and the team plays okay, he might be able to prove that he's top 15. He might be able to prove that. 
he hasn't proved it yet so we'll have to say top 20 in my opinion um but yeah Igor Krakowskoff off out already one year what's what I see that is a big problem with the Phoenix Suns the Phoenix Suns do not have a full-time general manager they fired their general manager right after the draft do you remember that so they had the draft last year and then they fired the GM. They don't make the most sense. Then so now they have a uh, former NBA player James Jones kind of like the, as the acting general manager but he's not the full-time general manager. Then they fire this new head their first year head coach who by the way I think he was okay. Unless, wasn't terrible. Unless the players are coming out to the front office and saying, look, he's really bad because they know more of the inside works of Igor Kokoskov. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he did what he could with a team that has no point guard. Zero point guard. A team that where Very the average young. age is, what, 24 Maybe. on that team? Maybe. A team where they got rid of most of their veterans except Jamal Crawford. So, I don't... And then now you you get rid of the head coach, and there's no general manager still. I and I hope this doesn't happen with the Wizards, where they make decisions before the general manager comes, and then the general manager has to then clean it all up, and we're behind, you know, the eight ball for like another year or two because of what the decisions that were made before the new GM. So it's gonna be interesting to see how all of that plays out talking about the washington wizards we didn't talk about it last week we actually forgot but devin robinson was involved in a fight with philadelphia eagles cornerback jalen mills outside of opera <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> Dang. in front of i i hate that place i hate opera perfect but yeah it's just a it's a opera sucks like just for many different reasons i had you know not too many bad experiences there but there's like you can't really move in there it kind of sucks like the music is good sometimes but it's not like it's just tables everywhere yeah and like the the this was like i guess i don't want to say like you remember when dc nightlife you it used to be way more dress cody mm-hmm. i was trying to go to opera one night and i had on it was I either had on Yeezys or like something like that. They're not really like basketball shoes or like that, but they wouldn't let me in. Uh-huh. And I was like, bro, this man just got in with 11s on right now. Why are y'all being ridiculous? Yeah. It's, I hate that place. I wish they would have knocked over some of those goddamn tables. That would have been great. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I don't know if the fight happened inside or outside. but I hope the, it spilled over but to the, outside. The, the fight allegedly started because Devin Robinson saw Jalen Mills and uh-huh. said, you do not belong in this city. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but they were, okay, so they both were arrested. Okay. Both are being fined for the arrest. You don't belong However, in this However, Devin Robinson had to actually go to the hospital. Uh-oh. And not only was he sent to the hospital, it seems like he had to spend some time because he was given... A hospital bed based on his photos on instagram and the way he was talking the context and the vibe of his instagram post made it seem like he had to spend the night at least in the hospital so the wizards said hey we're not going to offer him a qualifying offer 
he was probably one of those fringe players anyway mm-hmm. uh, that were probably going to come that were going to come back. And I think with this incident, it's probably like, look, let's just cut ties with him. But yeah, Devin Robinson out of here. Jalen Mills won this fight. Obviously, seems like uh, it. Now, my wife, when I brought this story up, she said, "Well, it doesn't matter about size and stuff." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." When you're both, when when both parties are not like martial arts experts yeah. or into martial arts and from what we understand both of them are not yeah when you are six eight and you're battling someone you're in a fight with someone that's five ten five eleven six eight's not really gonna win six eight should be winning because of that long reach nine times out of ten that that long reach you're not going to be able to let Mm-mm. someone get close to you nope and the fact that you let someone five eleven get that close to you to just to just you know Give you the business off the team, <laughs> cut. Yeah, and the fact that you actually had to go to the hospital for this—that's just another. I mean, the injury is—it's—it uh, could be career threatening. Like mm-hmm. we don't know how bad, and I say career threatening, just because you need your body to play sports. Now it might just like he might be fine now because this happened like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He might be fine now, but we'll see how all of that plays out. Other NBA news. Or actually, we can just get right into the NBA playoffs. Uh-oh. Let's recap some of these playoff rounds. Start off with the Milwaukee. And I'm going to start off with the with the series that we are not going to talk much about. Okay. So, Milwaukee versus Detroit Pistons. Milwaukee sweeps. We knew that was going to happen. Detroit. Though. Blake Griffin, though, did play in game three and game four. Mm-hmm. Played well. For hurt. someone who is playing on Clearly one leg, <laughs> uh, he played pretty good, and I, I commend him because a lot of people have been saying that Blake Griffin is soft. Like, think about people when he, hate Blake Griffin. Yeah, I, I mean, it's he's part, not beloved. I mean, it's part of the light skin. Like, you know, you guys are easily hateable. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, probably. I mean, he is light skin. He's biracial. He's already seen as soft. Let's be real. He's already seen as soft. That's definitely like you know what he is seen as. Like being light skin, you have a lot of privileges. Being tough is not one of your privileges. <laughs> People will just you know, assume you, just, you get to squint into your selfie pictures, but you do not get to be a tough guy. Perfect. People just assume you're soft. Like that's just all it is. That's why Drake had to say what he said, you know. <laughs> I mean, look, that's why he said what he said it, it nonstop, yo. Oh, but, that's true. But, yeah. Anyways, true. I think that's part of the reason why people don't like him. He's had runnings with other players. He's had running with own t- uh, teammates. teammates and um, what is uh, team uh, managers, equipment managers. Remember he, he broke that dude's everything? Yeah, he punched that dude and ended up breaking his finger or hand because of that but anyways Blake Griffin he played well this year he should be on on an all NBA team and he 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 didn't have to come back you're down 0-2 to the number one seed you're battling a knee injury like to the point that you have to play with a brace on and you still came out and played commendable for me but uh let's move on to some of the others or before we go to the end the other series this is the first time I think Milwaukee has swept a team since like forever. The I can't remember which year. Did they sweep a team in two thousand one? 
If they didn't, then it was back in the 80s. I remember they said some stat about 2001 when the when they beat the Hornets. But anyways, Gian, Giannis Antetokounmpo gets out the first round. His career path is kind of similar to Michael Jordan. Giannis? I hope so. And I'm saying where it took years to get out of the first round, but then once he this might out. once it gets out, like for example, Jordan did he even make the playoffs of rookie year? Rookie year, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Second year, they get swept by the, um, Boston. That was a series where he dropped 63 in game two and lost that game. The next year, I think it was Boston again. They lose two again. It was until his like third playoff appearance where he finally gets out the first round. And then after that, I mean, Jordan was getting to consistently the second round the conference championship or then the eventually the nba finals i think Giannis needed this to just get out of the first round and not just get out of the first round dominate doing that Mm. so that's 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 a positive thing and he's getting better so we're gonna we're who they're gonna be facing they'll be facing the celtics boston celtics who also swept the pacers and i'm gonna ask you this question it would have it would have helped a lot if Victor Oladipo was there. True. I'm gonna ask you this question: How much of this series did you actually watch? The Celtics series? Yes. Zero. I watched zero percent. I'm not watching that series. <laughs> and look, when you get look, when you get older, and you have like adult things to do, oh, no, and yeah. then you know you got to really manage your sports watching time oh, yeah. efficiently not, not wasting it or if Oladipo was there yeah i would have watched the game no Oladipo come on come on dog they they overachieved all regular season and then it showed yeah. playoffs you get here and hey you need someone like need some players Oladipo yeah. to play well in the playoffs if he would have been there i think the series would still be going on though yes now did you hear about what happened with i think it was game two of this series how the co- the late collapse yes for gamblers like three and oh oh no. oh you're, okay so for, <laughs> so for the what first are you talking about? first two games we spoke about this last week how uh, they always had a third quarter that was just so bad that got them out bad. of the game yeah but in game two okay. and you can probably help me out because you know more of the gambling terminology but i think the spread was celtics would win by seven okay so, if you bet that the Pacers would cover, and when and when you say Pacers would cover, it would means that they would lose by. I think it was six set, and le, six and a half or and below. I think the I think it was actually set at seven and a half. Okay. So, so basically, if they lose by seven, seven or win, is still good. Or win, yeah. they're still good. Yeah. Do you know how much they lost by in game two? Mind you, they were only Five. down. They were only down by one point. How much did they lose by? They were only down by one point with less than a minute left. They lost by eight, didn't they? They lost by eight. Yeah, did not cover. They had two turnovers. Did not cover. Then, <laughs> they had two turnovers, and then, uh, and then what's his name? Two turnovers, Somebody and then the Celtics scored yeah. on both of those turnovers when they really didn't even need to score. <laughs> Celtics knew. Somebody so made a bet on that. Gamblers team. were heated. Livid. Who took that side? If you Livid. took that, they won't cover, then you obviously yeah, won. You knew what was going on. And these are the dangers of gambling. Oh, no. Very dangerous. <laughs> because. Very, that's why you only got about a dollar at a time. <laughs> because 
Look, you were about to win with less than a minute left. Even if the even if the pace is lost, you were gonna win because they were. There was no way they were gonna let them score seven points. Surprise! In the last surprise! <laughs> we scored seven. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Other news out of this in the playoffs. 76ers got the Nets out of there for one. Yeah. Now, there was some controversy or some drama in game four in Brooklyn. Yeah. Joel Embiid, you know, swung another elbow at, at Jared Allen. And, that was and a Jared, foul. Jared Dudley pushed. You don't like that. Yeah, uh, Joel Embiid. You don't like that. Standing up for his teammate. He said, look, you know. Two games prior, you 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 injured our player. Nothing really came out of this, so I'm setting the tone. Yeah. Then Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler pushes Jared Dudley. Mm. This happened all by the basket. So yep. then they spilled Ben Simmons over. is over there, kind of just being big and gets like dragged into the tussle. It's a bit. It's a big. They commotion. They fall into the stands. His kids there, photographers. There was one father who got, got his my kid man out, out of the way. Nah, he look. You can't have Ben. You can't have somebody like that following your kid. Now, now, did you did you actually see? Did you see the isolation camera on the father and the kid? Yeah. Did you see his first reaction? No, what was his first reaction? He was reaching in his pocket. Oh, he's about to record this. Oh, so yeah, he was about to record it. But yeah. the meme that went floating yeah. around was. When you reach for your gun and you realize you don't have it, so now you just gotta run. Gotta get out. Gotta get out of there. <laughs> because his first reaction was to grab his phone, and then he was just like, "Oh, let me get my kid out of it." <laughs> but yo, you should check that meme out. It was hilarious because when, because <laughs> really, it did look like someone who forgot his gun. It was like, "Damn, now, now I really gotta get out of here." But they they ended up ejecting Jerry Dudley and Jimmy Butler. Nets were up late in that game, and they let the pace uh, let the 76ers come back and win with a Mike Scott three pointer to put them up by one, and then they eventually hit two free throws to go up by three. Mm. Did you hear about Sean Marks, the general manager? What happened with Sean Marks? Sean Marks after Game Four went into the officials' locker room. Oh, it's lit. to let them know that they made some very fraudulent calls throughout the game and made fraudulent decisions by actually ejecting both players yeah. because it really affected the game. And uh, he was suspended for game five, suspended without pay. Fortunately for him, he didn't really have to experience that beatdown they took in game five. Nope. Uh, now, this might be a budding rivalry for the next few years, all so. depending on who returns for the Nets or who else the Nets can get because everyone's talking about the Knicks and the cap room. Nets have a lot of cap room too. The Nets also have close to two max contracts they can offer. Yeah. Especially if D'Angelo Russell doesn't return, you definitely have two. Oh, can D'Angelo Russell leave? Yes, he can leave. And um, let's come home. But and if, this even experiment if, is over, let's bring him home. Even if he doesn't leave. They can. I don't think he's gonna leave. I don't think he's gonna leave. But even if he's if he stays with the Nets, they still can offer a max contract to someone. Yeah. And everyone talks about Durantula. Durant to the Knicks. And let's be real, the Nets are just better, better ran, way better, <laughs> better talent at the moment. Dolan not there. You can just I don't know. And yes, Madison Square Garden is great to play forty one home games in. But the Nets are not that far behind when uh, you think about it. Still in New York. It's still New York. You might actually have less pressure. 
Oh, way less pressure. What? Because Nobody cares the about the Nets winning. It <laughs> might have less pressure. That might be KD's like dream situation. <laughs> it's also the hipster place. Oh, oh, oh my yeah, god, Brooklyn. Yo, bro, that look. That's why D'Angelo Russell. There's no doubt in my mind he's not leaving. I, I, I feel like he's very at home there. So yeah. So look, you can't rule out the Nets when it comes to free agents right now. Other series that wrapped up in the East. Toronto beat Orlando 4-1 and uh there were, look I semi fell for the hype with with Orlando because they won game 1 I thought they'll be able to get one game at home and Kawhi Leonard just took over for the rest of the four games. Wasn't having it. Kyle Lowry actually played good in that game 5. He Couldn't had 14 points, I think 9 assists with a dislocated finger. So you got to give him credit. I guess. Got to give him credit. He played well. Pascal Siakam. That's the god. Most improved player, probably. Definitely. You know, I know we we predicted that it might have been Derrick Rose. And for a while, Derrick Rose was looking that way. Mm-hmm. But then Derrick Rose had a couple late nagging injuries late in the year. Nothing serious, but, you know. It's normal injuries. But then Pascal Siakam really balled out. He is probably their second offensive threat behind Kyle. I mean, behind Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. With this performance of Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam, do you think... Kawhi could be staying in Toronto. I think it's a possibility. I think the further they get in the playoffs, the possibility increases that he stays in Toronto. And look, we we just spoke about how Kevin Durant loves to not be in the pressure situation. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why he went to Golden State, obviously to win titles, which he's won two already. Kawhi is very similar. Like, San Antonio fit him until the medical staff, you know, screwed him over. Toronto basketball is second to to the Maple Leafs. And it's a hockey period. True. Like, one thing people say about (laughs) Raptors games, sometimes it's so hard to see the games or other NBA games because they just put him on another channel. Just like, all right, hockey's on. We're about to just put you all onto the other channel. It's like... When the NHL, oh, I had to switch the overtime channel. When the NHL puts uh, a game on CNBC, uh, which is the business channel, <laughs> and they're the money channel, and they're just like, "Yeah, we're about to put y'all on that." That's when you know your series isn't going well when they put you on that one, and that's what happens in in Canada with basketball. Sometimes they're just like, "Look, it's uh." Raptors game is going on, but we got this Maple Leafs game going on too. We're gonna put the Maple Leafs on the premier station. Remember Avery from from, from yeah. Canada, the yeah, shooter. Yeah, yeah. He said when he was younger, there would be Toronto Raptors games. If the game went to overtime, they would just cut away to the hockey game that's about to start, and then tell you, yeah, y'all could catch up. Like this is pre-internet, like where you could stream like games on it. Mm-hmm. He said, yeah, you just didn't know the end until you watched. Sports Center later. <laughs> Anyways, I think the longer that the further Toronto gets in the playoffs, I think Kawhi has a higher chance of staying in Toronto. So in the East, the two matchups for the second round, Milwaukee going up against Boston and Philly going up against Toronto. We'll predict those a little later. Let's now move on to the Western Conference. Rockies defeat Utah in a gentleman's. Did I say they sweep? I can't remember what I just said. Anyway, Rockets, sweep. it was a gentleman's sweep. 4-1. Uh, 
over the Jazz. Now, the two games in Utah, James Harden didn't play well. That's something that we can say. He yeah. did not play well, but he played well last night. Uh, at home in Houston, they got them out of there. Also, Donovan Mitchell whew, had a horrendous game. And, you know, I think it's just playoff young, playoff woes. It's, it's going to happen. So, Rockets move on. Denver is up 3-2 against the San Antonio Spurs. Game 6 is tonight. Mm-hmm. Golden State Warriors. Um, they were trying to get the Clippers out of there last night, but they lost Definitely to the Clippers lost. behind, what, 36 points by Lou Williams? They get 10, rebu- 10 assists, too. And Montrez Harrell was like 20-something points. Mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly played well. Danilo Gallinari played well. And this is all while Kevin Durant had a career high in playoff points with 45. When he goes Steph- for 40-plus, I think the Warriors are like 3 and whatever. Wow. Like they don't win too many games when he has big games. Now, is it because other players are not involved? Or I have no idea. You just saw the stat. Just saw the stat. I think they said when he he gets to 40, the Warriors are like losing record. When Steph gets to 40, they're like whatever and like six. Like they don't lose ever. And it, I guess it kind of makes sense. Wow. Um, That's really interesting. Now... I only saw the end of that that game, and I felt like when Lou Williams was going off, mm. and the Warriors were, you know, coming back with their their uh, you know their 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 offensive output. Mm. When they're coming back with their counter, I was trying to come up with the correct boxing term. term. Yeah, when they came with their counter punch, and then. Lou Williams came with his. I felt like they were like, yo, this dude is not missing. And they just started jacking threes. And that's why I think they lost. And they had a crucial offensive foul on Clay Thompson. Clippers come down, score again. They end up winning. Game six will be Friday in LA. Now, in this series, the two wins that the Clippers have are on the road, which is weird. Especially on the road against the Warriors. Yes. This is the first time that they had back-to-back playoff losses. Or, yeah, back-to-back playoff losses at home since the 2016 NBA Finals. And we know what happened in 2016 in the NBA Finals. But anyways, we I predicted that the Clippers, I mean, that the Warriors were going to win in five. I'm wrong. It's now going to a game six. Where do you think this is going? Oh, I think it ends in six. I ends think it's in six. Over. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just too much energy exerted for, by the Clippers. And it really does seem like the Warriors players seem to be really upset that they got to go back to L.A. Yeah, no, it's, Clay was talking about trying to win by 30. Yes, he was. He was mad. He said, look, man, I'm trying to go there on Friday and, and win by 30. Wow. Like, Clay does not talk really. He's not a big. He's not a. He's not vocal. And the fact that he said this is what I my aim is to do. I think they're gonna go out there and beat them in the in the sixth game. I don't think it's coming to seven. And let's talk about the other series, the one that we really want to talk about: Portland Trailblazers, Oklahoma Ooh. City Thunder. Portland wins this series four one. But 
This series was really good. It for a 4-1 series. Yeah. It had a lot of drama. A lot of drama. A lot of trash talking. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved it. It was cool. You know trash talking is my Jeremy's expertise. That's his pastime. That is what I love. I love when guys go at it and then they prove it on the basketball court. Um, we'll talk about someone who didn't prove it on the basketball court a little later. But Damian Lillard. So far, first round of the playoffs, is he the best player in the playoffs so far? Uh, So far, yeah, I think so. He's just been killing Russ Rusbrook for, you know, five games-ish. Damian Lillard, 50 points, and also hit the serious clinching buzzer beater. 37-foot game winner. Not 37 feet from... In front of the basket, 37 feet from the sideline. It's crazy. On the sideline, I mean, not from the sideline, on the sideline. Over Paul George as the buzzer goes off to win the series. He had, what, 32 points at the end of the first half? And it still took off. Now, Blazers took the lead. And at this point, I thought, okay, OKC is really done. OKC comes back. They go with a small lineup, which had... Schroeder, Westbrook, Paul George, Jeremy Grant, and Ferguson. Mm. And they storm and they take the lead. They were up by 15 points with six minutes left in the game. And then Portland just started chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. CJ McCollum hit two buckets in the last two minutes. Then Mo Harkless. He was, he was actually exposing the small lineup mm-hmm. as it got later in the game. And that's where I say Billy Donovan should have adjusted. Should have adjusted because Mo Harkless was, he had like three or four dunks late in the fourth quarter. He was in, he was in there deep too. Like he just. At some point, you guys say, hey, let's put Steven Adams back in this in lineup just so players aren't coming down freely into the paint. Dame Lillard hits a bucket to, uh, to tie the, uh, to tie the game or to yeah to tie the game then paul george comes down or russell comes down misses the layup or was it paul george it doesn't really matter at this point it really doesn't because as time is expiring damian lillard hits the three over paul george outstretched arm he went off but i i want to talk about the oklahoma city thunder look they didn't play well. And I try to support. I try to defend Westbrook as much as I can. Because he's honestly un- unfairly targeted a lot. Even when Durant was there. A lot of times when Durant didn't play well. It then went on Westbrook. When there were times where Durant would take 25 shots. But Westbrook took 30. It was oh you know. It's Westbrook's fault. To me, Durant does not demand the ball as much as a star of his caliber should. Like, you're not going to see Kobe just sitting there like, all right, well, he took the shot. Like, that's his fault. Kobe would be in your face like, give me the ball. Jordan was doing that. Even to Scottie Pippen. He was like, look, it's my time to shine. Like, when you are assertive, when you are a clutch player you're gonna go to your teammate no matter who they are and say give me the ball we didn't see enough of that in okc <clears throat> if it was done behind doors okay whatever it was done behind doors but we can't see that 
And then obviously, you know, Durant moves on. He wins two titles. Not only has he won two titles, finals MVP, finals MVP twice, and not only that, the Warriors haven't won. A, I mean, the Thunder have not won a series since Durant has left. Not surprising. Not surprising, also. But it all, you know, a lot of people say it comes down to Westbrook. He's too selfish. He guns a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, I've defended him and said, "Look, who else is on that team to gun? Who, who else do you want shooting?" For, ex- know, but for, ex- Paul George. for example, in that game, game two, a lot of people say, oh, Westbrook was four for 21. And I'm just like, all right, well, Paul George was like five for 20 something also. That he game. missed a lot of shots. <laughs> like, so who do you want shooting? Would you want Ferguson to start shooting? You want, you want Markeith Morris, Jeremy Grant? Then, of course, game three, he played really well. And I feel like. His mechanics were on, and I feel like him just being back home in OKC, things were going well. But then game four, mm-hmm. which was just two days later, back to jacking again. Game five, he had a triple-double. A meaningful triple-double, too. And he hit two clutch threes in the fourth quarter. He did have a play, though, where he got called for a charge. And I think that was the turning point. Because I don't know who... The referee was saying he committed the charge on, mm. but if he said it was Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard was still moving when Russ made contact with him. That should have been a blocking foul. Now, if you say CJ McCullum is who Westbrook, you know, committed the foul on, mm. I could see that because McCullum was in position. They made contact. But they didn't blow the whistle until Lillard, who tried to slide in under Westbrook. That's when they called the foul. Not only that, the shot actually went in. So that was four points taken off the board. Then you have Paul George miss three free throws. It's not it's late not in the fourth quarter. And then obviously you lose by three game winning three point shot. What do you think should be happening with the Oklahoma City Thunder now moving forward? They they got to get some more help. You know what I'm saying? Like the Paul George, I don't know. I'm just not that big of a Paul George fan, I guess. Like he has, I don't know. I think he's a little bit overpaid. Like he's a great player for sure, but he is definitely, he vanished it. Him and Kyle Lowry, they're like the same person. Like, and that's not what you want for your second best player on a team. Uh, you can't have somebody that vanishes in the playoffs and is only good in a regular season. Like I don't care how good they are in the regular season. Like that's it's just, if you're trying to win a championship, Paul George is not the answer. So I say this when it, when it came to these two teams, the best player in the series was obviously Damian Lillard. Obviously, very clearly, the second best player was Russell Westbrook. I guess so. Honestly, the third best player might have been CJ McCollum. Then you could probably say Paul George. But then after that, it's Ennis Cantor. It's everyone on the Blazers. It's Mo Harkless. It's Evan Turner. Seth Curry. 
before you can even get to like maybe Steven Adams. He didn't play well. Mm-mm. Or Dennis Schroeder. Or Jeremy Grant. I just named a lot more of the Blazers players. They played well. And at some point, the rest of the OKC needs to play better. The coaching staff needs to draw up better plays. But then also, Russ has to be better. I, I think Russ's knee injury is really messing with his mechanics. Shout out to Eddie Johnson of NBA Today on NBA Radio. He's been saying it all year. He said Russ is not getting the elevation that he used to on his jumpers. He said Russ used to be looking down at the basket when he jumped. And, of course, when you're looking down at the basket, the shot gets easier. And, yes, he's a professional, but it's still an adjustment period. And I think because he's not jumping the way he used to, it's really going off. Most of a jumper is from your core and your lower body. It's not your arms, not your shoulder. It's not your hands guiding it in. It's really your core and your lower body to give you the lift to make the shot easier. So you're struggling. But Russ also has to be mindful of that and know that you got to affect the game in different ways. And I feel like in game three, he was letting it was coming natural. He was dishing the ball off to open players. He scored when he needed the score. and But I feel like in the other games, oh, Damian Lillard came down and did something. Oh, I'm going to come down and do something now. And also, I think OKC needs to really think about this. They need to move him to the shooting guard position. Contrary to what Jalen Smith tried to, Jalen Rose tried to say how positions were made for novices to understand the game. Like, to me, that's one of the dumbest statements I heard. I know we're sidetracked, but what do you think about that statement? That was years ago, but obviously, what do you think about that statement? What did he say? He said positions were only made so novices could understand the game. Uh, I don't think I. The center has a duty on the court. Yeah, yeah. Traditionally, yeah. No. Even even in this even in this up and down pace and space, the center has a duty to do. The point guard has a duty to do. Absolutely. The wing players have a duty to do. Absolutely. The power forward has a duty to do. Definitely. You just can't be like, hey, y'all five just go out there. I mean, you could. And the, I think the Celtics did that a little bit at the beginning of the season. Did not work out the best for them. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get their best five players. There needs the to court. be a duty. You got to have positions. Let's go. Positions to, are good. Let's go to other sports. So you're saying anyone could just go back there and be quarterback? I don't think so. Anyone could block? Mm-mm. Anyone could go out there and catch the ball? Anyone can play defense. So, anyways, anyways, but back to back to OKC. OKC has to get a point guard, a starting point guard, to go with Russell Westbrook and Paul George. And honestly, they may have that point guard already. It may be Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder was a starter in in Atlanta. Schroeder got George T. Is it Jeff T. Out of Atlanta because of how well he's playing. Schroeder can play. He's already giving close to starter minutes. Just let him start the game. Westbrook. I mean, if he's at the two, he could be your Kobe. Where look, this is your time. You can ISO. You can score. You can also handle the ball. People have this notion that if you're not the point guard, you're not gonna have. You're not gonna handle the ball. Kobe Bryant had Derek Fisher, right? Yeah, Kobe Bryant was not on ball 
he was on ball a lot. He was, he was on, on ball, ball a lot, even though with Derek Fisher on ball a lot, the vast majority of the time, <laughs> even with Derek Fisher, even with Shaq, even with Powell, Bynum doesn't matter. So this whole thing, like, oh well, he's not the point guy. He's the shooting guy. He's gonna handle the ball too much. Jordan handled the ball a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> like, so this to me that's an excuse. Just get a point guy who can, in certain situations, really feed. Russ, like feed Russ when he's cutting to the basket, feed Russ when he's right open, you know, to make just make it easier. So then later in the year, because honestly, I think it also helps with the health, his health. You'll just it be would. fresher. It would, I think. And you can still run these breaks where he gets the rebound and goes like you can still do it, but have a starting point guard to go to go with him. And then you honestly, they need to draft the point guard too this year. And get some shooters. They have no shooters. They need on way more team. shooters. No shooters on your team. So yeah, and and look, I think Billy Donovan needs to be out of there. You think? And so? the reason why he needs to be out of there, and I'm not gonna act like I know the answer to this, but Sam Presti needs to find a head coach that Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook is going to respect because. At the end of the day, as much as we've just criticized Westbrook, he's still a top 10 basketball player. He's definitely good. And when you have a top 10 basketball player, you cater the team around them. And I'm not trying to compare Westbrook to Jordan, but Jordan did not respect Doug Collins. And when Jordan got Phil Jackson and Phil was able to tell him, look, these are your flaws. You got to work on this. What did Jordan do? Fix the game. And what did what what ended up happening? They won six championships. Six titles in 8 years. And what happened when the Bulls decided no matter what they were not going to bring back Phil Jackson? Oh, Michael Jordan was like out of there. Michael Jordan retired. Cuz Michael Jordan said, "I'm not playing for anyone else because I respect this man." Mm. And that's what Sam Presti has to do. He has to find a coach or a group of coaches who Russ is going to respect. Or Russ is going to say, you know what, you're right. Because it's easy for me to be like, Russ, stop shooting so much. He can be like, yeah, whatever. You don't know anything wrong with basketball. We saw it with Scott Brooks. We're seeing it with Scott Brooks with the Wizards mm. that players don't really respect them. We're seeing it with Billy Donovan. Even when KD was there with Billy Donovan. So, yeah, like, I think they just need to find some coaches that can get to Westbrook, move Westbrook to the two, get you some point guards, get you some shooting shooters. Now, they may need to trade up in the draft this year. Mm. And get some shooters. And say, hey, we got to win in the next. Because you have Paul George for three more years. Mm. You have Westbrook for three, four more years. You got to win. In this window. Now. Because after three years from now, oh, it's done. They're not going to be the same guys. Like, you're going to be back in rebuild. Trade some picks, man. Because your picks already are just going to be late in in the first round anyway. Trade some picks, move up. Get you a guy like John Morant. Now, obviously. They cannot get him. Look, look. That's, look. That is the optimum thing. That would be great. You're going to have to give up multiple draft picks. I understand. And you may have to give up a player. Sure. But look, you that's something you just got to consider. That, hey, we got to forfeit our 
draft for the next couple years to make sure we win now to get you know that next player but anyways before we move on out of the nba i just want to quickly i guess so move to the east because this is the only side that is for sure certain right now who's going to make it mm-hmm. or who's playing in the second round milwaukee boston who's gonna win that series uh bucks and five mm. i say bucks and six 76ers raptors uh, I think Raptors in like six, maybe seven, probably six. Though. I think it's going to be Raptors in six. They'll win this one. Uh, Kawhi's balling out. Most efficient basketball player. Joel Embiid, more importantly, is Very not hurt. healthy. Yeah. And he's to the point that some games they don't even know if he's playing. It's definitely hurt. And as it gets longer and longer into the playoffs, it's going to be more he's going to be more ineffective i look someone brought up a, a question on nba radio the other day they said they or they asked if you had to choose one of these players on the 76ers to build around who is it ben simmons or joel and bead oh it's, i don't know it's hard to it's say. exactly it's very and that was the, that was a consensus it's too hard to determine yeah because Ben Simmons will play every game, but he can't shoot a jumper. And Embiid can do everything, but he's hurt all the time. Yes. Because, you know, this year was actually one of his healthiest years. Yeah. And what? Did he miss, what, close to 20 games? Probably. And he's still young. Oh, he's very young. He's young, but the thing is, you're getting older. Yeah. So you don't bounce back as you used to. But, man. We're going to see how all of this plays out. We can't really predict. Uh, okay, for the fun of it, we think Warriors, Rockets. Who's going to win that series? Warriors, I think. But it will be close. Warriors in seven. Probably. It's going to go seven games. But Warriors in seven. Now, who is going to win the Denver Spurs series? Denver. Okay. I think Denver is going to win also. Yeah. So that would be... Portland, Denver. Who's going to win that series? I have no idea. I want to say Denver, but I'm not sure. I'm going with Portland. I think Portland's just on on fire right now. They're definitely on fire. And I just think the the backcourt of the Nug, I mean, backcourt of the Blazers is going to be more impactful than the backcourt of the Nuggets. And yes, you have Jokic, who can do a lot. But you also have Ennis Cantor who's balling right now. Ennis Cantor is not about to do anything to Jokic, though. Like, he's not the best defender, like, at all. Like, he was able to do that stuff to, like, one-dimensional Steven Adams. Mm, I don't true. know if it's going to be the same with the uh, the Nuggets. That's true. That's true. That's a great point you bring up. That Jokic is multidimensional, so he can Very do a lot more on the offensive end. So it's gonna be interesting, but I think I think I think Portland's gonna make their it's way to the Western All of the, the next round series are very good. Let's now get into our champion chump of the week. Every week we celebrate those who do well and we criticize those who do not. Starting with you, Matt, who is your champ of the week? Uh my champ of the week is the Clippers fans. Baby wanna champ. They got like the Clippers got a lot going for them, kind of, like, quietly. They have won two games in Golden State somehow in a season where they, like, definitely might not have been expected to go to the playoffs. 
and they're just doing a great job. And I know like they are going to have great cap space. They have some young players. They're just in a really good like situation. I know the cap the the Clippers fans are definitely enjoying the playoff run that their team is on. My understanding is that the Clippers may be getting their own arena also soon. Sounds made up. And um, yeah, and then and then their own like practice facility and all that in the next few years because people are saying that might be the draw for like free agents. Hey, we're no longer going to be playing in the Staples Center, which is pretty much the Lakers. Lakers arena. arena and I also heard some things about the Lakers the Lakers may if uh if the Clippers move out the Lakers may actually move out I heard that who knows so that's something that may happen uh they may just want another re- it's kind of funny Staples Arena Staples Center opened in like 99 not too long ago only 20 all. years ago and they're already talking about a yeah, new arena but anyways my champ of the week goes to Damian Lillard baby want a champ not only did he ball out and talk the trap, talk the talk, and he walked the walk against Russell Westbrook in the OKC Thunder, scored 50 points, and hit the serious clinching buzzer beater. There's only been six of those that have happened in in the NBA. Do you know the other five situations? No clue. All right, so obviously one of them, Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan twice against Cleveland. Okay, yeah. In '89 and '93. Then, Damian Lillard against the Rockets several years ago. Derek Fisher? No. Derek Fisher never hit any? Not a not a serious clinching. Uh, when he hit that... Robert Ory? No. Oh, Remember, I have no idea. Serious clinching yeah. buzzer beater. No not clue. a game winner. It has to be a serious clinching. I got you. So, we got four of them. Mm-mm. The other two. John Stockton against the Rockets. I think that was 97. Okay. Or 98, one of those years. And then here's the one that you probably... It's impossible to go. ...would not remember. We were not alive when this happened. But Ralph Sampson mm-hmm. against the Lakers. Did, did, you, you ever seen that clip? Never, ever. I'm going to try and quickly quickly descri- describe what happened. Tie game. They inbound the ball. I think it's like one second left in the game. Ralph Sampson... They inbounded to Ralph Sampson, but the pass was kind of bad. So Ralph has to face the inbound pass instead of facing the basket. Mm. He gets the ball and just throws it back. And it goes in. I like it. To win the game. To win. That was game five in the first round of the series. Back when first round was. Yes. So, yes. Damian Lillard is my chump of the week. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa. My fault. My champ of the week. Baby, want a champ. Who's your chump of the week? Oh, uh, Russell Westbrook. Because you're a chump. Like, he, I don't know. Like, the, you, you've seen the talent that has come and gone off of this team and how, like, kind of everybody has left this team has gotten way better. And Russell Westbrook is, he's always just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I hate to say that, like, it's, it's not him holding back these players just because, like, James Harden, when he was on the Thunder, was not the same James Harden that he is today. You know what I'm saying? Like, he Uh, played a much different role and all that. So, like, you can't kind of really say that. But Westbrook, there's definitely, like, a Westbrook effect when he is on the the court with his team. You know what I'm saying? You know he's about to be doing the most the entire time. And it 
it appears that that doesn't help you win too many games sometimes in the playoffs. And yeah, Russell Westbrook was talking a lot of trash and Dame Lillard was not having any of it. And it just, I don't know. It doesn't look the best for the Thunder right now. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, it's going to be a long offseason for the OKC Thunder. My chump of the week goes to uh, bums who play pickup basketball. Because you're a chump. I don't even want to. Look, we are pressed for time. But I just want to quickly say this. Last night, I'm not going to lie, I lost my cool on the basketball court. But it was because this bum was talking trash to me. And I just had to let him know, like, dude, let me give you the backstory. We lost the game. This this dude on a switch, I got him way behind the three-point line. I'm playing good D. Actually, I'm not even playing defense because he literally gets the ball. He's standing there. It's triple threat. He decides to shoot. He makes it. Credit. Boom. He hit the shot. We uh we lose. And as I'm walking off the floor, this dude says, get off my court. Mind you, the shot that he hit was not the game winner. He hit that shot early in the game. We kept on playing. Random shot. Yeah, we we, we try to we we try to come back. Time was going down. We missed a the shot. They win. He says, get get off my court to me as I'm walking off the floor. And let's just say I'm trying to keep this. Uh, I'm not trying to put the explicit tag on this episode. So I can't say what I said to him. So I can keep this tag, but uh, I just had to let him know, like, dude, like your 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 shot was inconsequential to what happened with this game. Not only that, the last few times he's come to the gym, that's probably the best shot he took all in the last few times combined. Not only that, his friends tried to uh, chime in, and and this is why I say bums should not, you know, be talking junk because his teammate even was talking trash to me and his teammate did nothing when i was checking him and not only that his teammate is the regular who comes to the gym so i'm just gonna put it out there and he may hear it he may know i'm talking about him when i see him next week i will be taking out all my basketball anger on him because his friends will not be able to defend him anymore let's just put it out there i'm gonna be petty like michael jordan and just use this as motivation and next week's episode i like it we will talk about what i had to do and maybe you should come to the gym next week i'd have to come to the just gym? to verify because i could say all of this and you all could just say oh it didn't happen like last week when i said yeah i was cashing out there was no one on the you weren't there to say i was or wasn't but the people who were there know i was um but so maybe you need to come next week come to the gym see what i do especially to these two bums and um yeah we can end it there that we will we'll see what happens that's all i gotta say you know if you're gonna be a bum playing sports you know don't 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 talk trash if you didn't play well it's one thing okay if he had hit the game winner credit dog you you did what you did you hit the game winner and i was checking you when it happened all right whatever but when you didn't and you're still talking to me like i'm gonna let you hear it and i'm gonna let you know that your resume is not good though you are a bum you're terrible so i hope he listens to this i hope his friend who brought him there listens to this you know who you are you can talk to me through my phone you can text me or you can talk to me face to face next week but i'm coming for you all that's all i gotta say coming for you all 
you all are the chumps of the week because you're a chump Let's uh, quickly get to our sports free zone. I know it's a very popular segment, but because we're up on time, we're going to have to kind of cut this short, but we'll try and be quick and efficient with this segment. Unfortunately, on Easter, which was this week, weekend on Sunday, there were uh, several bombings in Sri Lanka at churches and hotels that Western Westerners frequent, you know, public spaces there hasn't been a clear i guess group who has admitted to the attack the attacks i know there's some reports that it is isis there's some reports that it's some other terrorist groups there's some reports that it's religious groups we're not sure still and honestly i'm not really following up on too much of it but there was the sri lankan bombing so i mean you got to pray for those who are out there who are living this right now and as they go through this rebuild time other news outside of sports don't mute dc that is a movement that is going on right now and i wish we had more time to talk about it but quickly just want to recap i guess for those who do not know especially if you're not living in the dmv the metro pcs store that is on florida avenue and 7th street mm-hmm. northwest was initially years ago a music store and they specialized in go-go music and they would sell all the go-go albums go-go's cassette tapes that's how far back it went cassette tapes vinyls they even had go-go vinyls but so it was the, the go-go spot and in, in dc in for years we've lived in this area our whole life you actually lived in dc i lived outside of dc my entire life that place always played music during the day pretty loudly go-go music loudly during the day normal then it turned into a metro pcs store Mm. and they actually continued the tradition of loud music it's a metro pcs store they had the record store in the back too yes like on the side the record store was still in the metro pcs yeah think about this corporate gave them permission to have a music store mm-hmm. inside their Metro PCS store. And music was still playing. Then the from what I understand, the music store I guess is not there anymore. It's they're, like on the side. It's, it's not as large as it used to be. There's space in yeah, the store. They have a smaller space. And you know, with the advent of, you know, streaming music and stuff, you don't yeah. really need a huge store. Physical copies of GoGo CD sometimes. So but smaller it, place. And exactly GoGo's streamable now mm-hmm. <laughs> you could get that and uh so you know they still have their spot though well um individuals who live in the apartment complex called the shea which is luxury apartments complained to the city and to corporate and at, mm-hmm. at uh metro pcs and they were forced to turn off the music and I remember several weeks ago, I'm driving around, and I'm with my wife, and I'm like, yo, the music's not on here? And she was like, what do you mean? I was like, this this Metro PCS store plays music all the time during the as day. As long as it's open. I was like, when it closes, I think at like 9, that's when the music Some, yeah, cuts off. like that. Well, that's when we found out, of course, they were told to turn it off. So there was a huge petition. It got, got onto the news, everything. You even had some residents who lived by and say, well, you know, it was a little noisy. Oh. To the point now that, you know, they had several rallies and even this week. 
Oh, it was. We had a rally on 14th. That was you, a big one. And basically saying the hashtag don't mute DC because GoGo is such a DC culture. And not only that, more importantly, gentrifiers, and I'm going to be very specific, white gentrifiers are always coming into a city that was predominantly black. Yeah. And then want you to adapt to them instead of them adapting to us. This is our space. You know, D.C. was called Chocolate City for a reason because of the amount of black people, not just the amount, but the um, the 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 amount of black people who were highly who are highly educated, Mm. the amount of black people who own businesses and things like that. It was called Chocolate City for that reason. So you came to the city and then you want us to change to you because you don't like the music. And we know it was you don't like the music because the bar that was right next to Metro PCS, they always played music loud too. All uh, of those bars do. They played like, music loud, but it was pop music. Oh yeah, no. And there was no there was no issue with pop music going on. And when that bar owner found out, he said, Hold on, I'm going to you know, we're gonna band together with Metro PCS. So mm. that bar owner started playing Go Go. I like it. And I remember the the, band, <laughs> the bar owner said, "Well, I don't listen to Go Go, but out of support, I'm going to play Go Go music now." Yeah. They ended up fixing that. Music's now playing at the Metro PCS very quietly. No, it's still you know it's loud enough. I guess. Like summer is around the corner. I should be able to hear it from a little bit of ways away. Then another issue came up with Howard University. <laughs> true this is just ridiculous residents of the ladroit and bloomingdale neighborhood mm-hmm. started walking their dogs through campus mm-hmm. a closed campus howard university yeah. a closed private university campus yeah it's not a city campus nope. it's a closed campus started bringing their dogs dogs will obviously use the bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> on the yard on the and specifically on the yard for those that do not know the yard is a very sacred place for black culture for at hbcu for, yeah true yeah, yeah, yeah. because Absolutely. of that's where literally everyone comes together and bands together there's a lot of history there the the fraternities that are there the sororities that are there the um people, all the shows and everything happens just whatever the yard fest the camaraderiness exactly hanging out with your buddies and not only that walking the, to class the amount of people who have come through there and there's the, there's memorials there everything. it's a lot it's a lot and it's a college campus where people just want to chill pretty much no one wants to see your dog taking a dump nobody on wants the to grass. see you doing yoga in the yard either exactly so it's not an exercise class howard students complained about this and it got to the news and we had one gentleman. Oh, my man! That was the turn up. Who by the with name the wild name? I know, Jimmy Sean. There hold, we on, go. hold on, hold there on, hold on. Go. We gotta look this up. Gotta look this up. His name was Sean. Man, I had see. It. There we go. I had it up. He has a difficult name. I had it up, and and we look. I'm gonna go through my history. Jeremy, about to pause this. Here, here, here it comes. I'm about to go through my history and figure out this. Uh, this dude's name, man. Where can I? He does fuck? have a wild name. Look, th- this is how important this is to me that I'm going to, as we're still recording, go through this dude's. His name was Sean Grubbs Robershaw. There we go. 
There we go. He was one of the residents that then said, if the Howard students have a com- have a problem with us residents in the area going on to Howard's campus to exercise and to walk their dogs and to bring them to use the bathroom, if the Howard students have a problem with the residents outside of Howard using Howard's campus as a dog bathroom, then they should move the campus. Crazy. Crazy. And for those that don't know, this is a white man who said this. People found his Instagram page and lit that page up like a Christmas tree. Flamed my man. To the point that he is no longer on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, that's the power of the internet. And now, obviously, Howard uh, Security and the school, they said, look, we're, we're now enacting a policy as, you know, no non-students coming on here bringing pets. If you have a pet, we gotta you got to prove that it is Did your you, you go emotional to support dog or True. your service dog that's for you. Mm-hmm. I need to see some and, papers. And honestly, and, and look, Howard is the HBCU. So you can tell who's a student and who isn't. Very quickly. And yes, most there, of the time. Most of the time, yes, there are a few students who are white. Oh, but absolutely. You can tell they're students also. Very quickly. You can, Students are going to have quickly. book bags. They're going to yeah. have... Books, they're gonna have laptops, student ID, (laughs) something look 19 or 20. And not only that, you're gonna be able to tell that you know, even the students who go to Howard, they know what's up, they know they're not gonna bring their dog. No, what? What Howard students got pets like this? Perfect. So, yes, so that is the big. I'm glad they fixed that and got to the news. And and look, man, key, key to this, don't come. To our place, trying to fix things for know. your. Like, could you imagine if what's my man's name? Sean Grubbs Robichaud. Like, if somebody went into his house and started exercising, and he asked them to leave, and they're like, "Oh no, you might need to move but, your house." Yeah, bro. yeah. This, 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 <laughs> this, this, I was going to exercise here regardless of what this. This you is know, our community. What this is, you got to yeah. share this. No, no, chill, chill, chill. Like. And I real, just don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And real talk, we could probably find out where this dude lives. Like, it's probably really easy to find out where he lives. Like, and, two text messages. And we can probably determine, like, if someone... Just go exercise in front of his crib yeah, just be every like, morning. Hey, this is our space, y'all. Just walk dog. <laughs> just, that would be hilarious. Yeah, but anyway. So, yeah, don't come to our city trying to regulate things. And a shame on the city, too, because the city is is, is oh, liable in this, too. They're doing they're complicit a, in yeah, this. Yeah, a lot. They're being very, very, like, helpful with some of these ridiculous requests that people are making. Yeah, because, uh, for example, when there weren't grocery stores in D.C. for decades. They weren't building any. And then now, you know. Let's Whole be, Foods. You can get it popping. You can get Whole Foods. You can get uh, Trader Joe's. Anything. Harris Teeters. Anything. Giants. Anything. I remember at one point, there were no grocery stores within like five or six miles of like certain areas and now all of a sudden there's grocery stores now there's luxury apartments where it used to be boarded up homes and there's just so many of them right now and look let's be real white 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 gentrifiers like they're allowed to do this because cities allow this and until cities money until cities step in and say hey nah we we're not doing all of this or we're not you know, just gonna fall for every request. Kicking out all, all of our residents. That's true, man. Like, 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 like Michael Irvin said, we losing our recipes. That's out what here. I'm saying. We're like, losing Mike, our recipes. Michael Irvin, like he he might not have known what he was saying at this time. He might have been he's an ex cowboy, so you already know. Perfect. He likes it the slopes. 
and he might just he he didn't know that that was gonna be such an iconic saying mm-hmm. while he was saying it. The great orator, yo, for Michael sure. Irvin. Yo, once he's off the off the yay, it's it's good to go. <laughs> just turn the cameras on. I said we were gonna be pretty quick. That was decently fast, I think. I still want to add. Nah, we can save this for next week. We'll save this topic for next week. So make sure you stay tuned for the topic that we want to introduce for our sports free zone. Let's now get into our Reddit topic of the week. Every week we go on Reddit, we find an interesting topic or discussion or article. We bring it to you all and we discuss it. Starting with you, Matt, what is your Reddit topic of the week? Oh, uh, so my Reddit topic of the week is from Van Beast, a uh, Grizzlies fan. He is from, uh, his topic is isolation points scored this season. Number one, Jeremy, you already know the answer to this one, so I'm not even going to like quiz you too uh, much. We, we kind of discussed it. We talked about it a little bit, but number one isolation point scored this season now before you get into it what is isolation points for those who do not know so isolation points it doesn't really have like a good breakdown of what it is but it's you know when the offensive player is you know pretty much just going one-on-one just trying to score or his opponent and doesn't really get his teammates involved too much uh-huh. james harden is the best at doing this in the nba okay He's number one with 1,415 points. Mm-hmm. Ton of points. Absurd yeah. amount of points. Like, they said that if you just used his isolation averages, he would be 30th in the league in scoring. If it's strictly isolation. Like, he would 30th be... 30th in scoring. 38th, 38th. 38th. He would be behind Andrew... He would be along with Andrew Wiggins, Tim Hardaway Jr., and J.J. Redick. Just his isolation points. Number two... On this list, Milwaukee Bucks. James Harden has scored more isolation points this year than the Milwaukee Bucks team has. Wow. Like, the Milwaukee Bucks as a team only scored 761, 767 isolation points. And, yeah. So, just, he doubled them. Oh, yeah. L- yeah. Nearly like, doubled them in isolation points. Nearly the doubled team, a team. The team. And a lot of it is just kind of like how James Harden plays, but... I think most of it is the offense because uh, there's it's interesting to me that the number two and number three in far of just like isolation frequency are Houston Rockets players. Ah, uh-huh. or the top three of them are. It's the Chris Paul and Austin Rivers. <laughs> One of those is not like the other. Perfect. But, uh, it's just an interesting fact that somehow Mike D'Antoni has found his perfect player to play in his system. And these are the type of ridiculous numbers that are coming out of it. No championships, though. Yet. And I'm just saying yet because it's not finished. I'm not saying they are. No, still. I'm just saying yet because it's not on the horizon. (laughs) Anything else on that? uh, Oh, that's pretty much it. Did they say who the next player was? Oh, okay. I'm going to give you a rundown of the next couple players that are was it James Harden 1415 total points in isolation DeMar DeRozan 316 points whoa Kevin Durant so he nearly five times oh yeah us something ridiculous Kevin Durant yeah 301 know. points 301 you already yeah, know yeah um Kevin Durant lo- loves to let you know that oh he doesn't need to ice on no, this no, team no. yeah because you went and played with a team that had other all-stars you bum everybody perfect uh, Dinwiddie and Giannis Adetokounmpo are tied at number four. 
with 265 isolation points. So hold on, hold on. Where is Westbrook in this? Mm -mm, no clue. It only, hold on. It only gives the top five or whatever. Mm. So that's interesting because we we just had a discussion earlier. The Thunder as a team are fourth in isolation points. Okay, that's believable. Yeah, Westbrook but, is probably up there. Hold on, let me see if I can see what players. But but we just had a whole discussion about how Russell tries to take it upon himself, <coughs> and he is not even in the top five. Six. He's six. Oh, so he's, he's six. six. Okay, he's sixth. But still. So he's sixth, and wow. Like, yeah. you would think he would probably been second, mm -mm. the way people talk about him. No, 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 no. He just, it's just, I think it's just more so the way he plays, kind of. And I don't know. In my, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook has a terrible jumper, in my opinion. And I don't yeah. think he's ever really had, like, a, just yeah. a really good jump shot. He scores, yes. But I would never say he's a good shooter. That's why I think he needs to be the off guard. Even though it is technically the shooting guard, yeah. he needs to be the off guard because usually your wing player is who you want the scoring to come from. Mm -hmm. And he's not he's not a three by size, so that you'll just have to put him at the two. Now, that's really great about, uh, what's his name? Harden. And probably another reason why Harden should be MVP this year. But in some other people's eyes... That's going to be a reason why he shouldn't be MVP, correct? Yeah. <laughs> All right. My Reddit topic of the week has to deal with the NFL draft and an NFL draft from the past or a specific player. Let's be more specific. Michael Sam. Okay. Do you remember Michael Sam? I do. Michael Sam was the first openly gay football player in his last season at Missouri. He was the co Defensive player of the year with CJ Mosley out of Alabama. Mm -hmm. Great company. That's a great thing that they couldn't decide between CJ Mosley and, Michael, and Michael Sand that they had to do co defensive players of the year. He came out to everyone about his sexuality right after the regular season and before the NFL draft. Michael Sam dropped all the way to the seventh round to the Rams, St. Mm -hmm. Louis Rams at the time. And St. Louis was pretty stacked on the defensive line. So it was kind of like, yeah, he's not about to make this team. He didn't make the team. But then the Dallas Cowboys signed him. Mm -hmm. Signed him to the practice squad. And then actually was going to put him on the, on the active roster. But I can't remember. That was 2014. There was an injury that occurred. And they needed to make space for someone. And Michael Sam was the collateral damage mm -hmm. that they needed to get. So they got rid of him. Hasn't been in the NFL since. Now, Michael Sam spoke to Yahoo. And he says that the LGBT community used him as a poster boy and abandoned him. Yeah, that's not surprising. Now, this is from his words. He said that when he needed them needed his support from the lgbt community because he was a pioneer they then didn't support him i am not part of the lgbt community so i am not sure How all they... the way if they did or didn't mm -hmm. so this is not me condemning the lgbt community this is just me reporting what he says 
He says when uh, things didn't work out in the NFL and when he needed a job in other leagues, there was no support for him in other leagues. Also, when he just needed a job, you know, within sports, because he was part of sports his entire life, Mm -hmm. there was nowhere, there was no assistance. This is just him saying this. There were some other quotes that he had in this article man where i had it up here he said quote where was the support that i got from for coming out he then said i felt like i was used by everyone um now he does also admit that his faults he was partying got into the drugs because of the uh you know not being part of the nfl anymore Mm -hmm. he did get into that but i i I do want to quickly because we've been talking for a while almost two hours now for getting into but michael sam where where did you think things went wrong for his nfl career he never got to play like you can't have an nfl career if you don't get on the field perfect i think another thing that went wrong and it's the ugly truth of specifically the nfl the nfl is not really open to the lgbtq community like they say they are but they're really not i mean how many openly gay nfl players are there there's none that's what i'm saying and Um, you know that that's not the truth obviously like there's no will tell you there's no way yeah (laughs) there's no way stats will tell you there's at least (laughs) one player on each of the 32 players should be like at least a dozen i mean yeah at the minimum yes but it, they're not also they're not open about that also the nfl is the worst league to bring up a social issue or, oh no, yeah, or yeah, even yeah. a human issue it, not even a social issue it's not you can't do anything like that in the nfl you can't talk about things that like you care about or anything. you can play football and then you can answer a couple questions by reporters that's it because fast forward to just four year or two years later with Colin Kaepernick and now we're still dealing with the Colin Kaepernick issue in 2019 you know Mm -hmm. when you come out and say something to that is not you know cool with the owners and the most of the base of the fan base in the NFL you're not going to be liked and unfortunately for Michael Sam sexuality is one of the things that is not liked by most people or homosexuality let's be real specific is not something that is that is liked by most of the nfl fan base but unfortunately for michael sam and this this is a sticky it's i understand why michael sam came out but at the same time he couldn't have believed that there wouldn't have been repercussions and unfortunately based on the yahoo article it seems like these are the repercussions he thought things would have been better like think thinking people would have been more accepting of this and i hate to say it, when you're the first oh no it's always bad it's always bad what for example colin kaepernick protest the national anthem yep eric reed followed suit mm-hmm. eric reed is still in the league oh no he can't be the first <laughs> he can't be the first what <laughs> eric reed is still in the league you saw what happened on man jackie robinson dog perfect you know so like- but I, I think Michael Sam, and this is, I forgot to bring this up, but with Michael Sam, the NFL is not a sport that you can bring quote unquote distractions 
Oh, that because is, that's what they like to say. That's, that's what they like that's to say. That's the code word for don't bring anything that like is about you like to the it's gonna just take anything away from the team. And not only that, they use that as the code word for we just didn't want you, so we're looking for an excuse. And unfortunately for Michael Sam, you know, it wasn't a good look when on draft day in the seventh round, which is the last round of the NFL, which by the way, I don't see how you could be co defensive player of the year of, the, of the best defensive conference and somehow the guy who won it with you was a first round draft pick and you were a last round draft pick i can understand if michael sam dropped to the third or even the fourth but to say you're dropping to the last round obviously teams are trying to shy away from you but it didn't help that when the camera crew was in in his house for the draft you know he kissed his then fiance which was a man i don't have a problem with that but a lot of these nfl gms and coaches have a problem with that i didn't have a problem with that but a lot of the nfl fan base has a problem with that so that didn't help you no then for rookie minicamp there oprah had her camera crew out there when is oprah's camera crew at an nfl rookie minicamp never ever another quote-unquote oh, distraction look Oprah's Oprah's uh, camera crew showing up is definitely a distraction. Oprah showing up anywhere is a distraction. Perfect. Anything with her name on it is a distraction. Then, of course, training camp, you know, you have basically more media who are there to see you. And to the Rams at the time, you are a distraction. So it didn't help. Like, and it's hard for me to tell someone who is part of a group that is at times disenfranchised to say lay low. For example, if someone somebody's got to be the first person to do it. Someone does has to be. It, like it'll be hard for me if someone says, "Hey, don't let people know." Like, "Hey, don't that do you're from Grenada." Or that too. Yeah, that's a good example. That right. my family's from Grenada. Just keep it on. Keep you know, it just, just, just chill keep out it, about it. Yeah, just uh, let no them think, Palau. Don't come through with no sorrow, bro. Let just, let them think you're Jamaican. So right? Yeah, something like that. Right? Just let them think you're Jamaican. It's a little different, but it's kind of it's similar. Or another know, thing, you know, you, that's something else you can't really control. This like this is something like on a it's not on a macro level, but hey, on that job application, don't put black. Oh yeah, check other check others so at least you check get other. into the door because we yeah. we there's research that sometimes you know your race especially if you have <laughs> like you know a little bit more of an aggressive name yeah it's i understand if you say hey don't talk about black things in open public spaces or don't quote unquote act black you know a ridiculous thing to say. ridiculous thing but these are things it's kind of similar to Michael Sam. Like, oh, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. an openly gay man. Would you want him to just be like, yeah, if there's an event where he's with his significant other, you want him to just act like they're not together? Mm. Do you want him do to you want just... him to bring a girlfriend to these things? Yeah, exactly. Do yeah, you want him to... Ridiculous. Do you want him to just <laughs> not, you know, if somehow, let's say TMZ finds him with a man at the time and they're like, well, you know, do you want that not out that, yo, this is... I mean, this is my life. Like, yeah, he's just so I, I understand where folks of the LGBTQ plus community feel like, hey, we shouldn't have to hide who we are and what we do. They shouldn't. There's also consequences, too. And it's not 
I'm not saying there should be consequences, but there just are. Fortunately, that's the way life is. Yeah. So it's a real tricky, like, man, like I feel bad for him because honestly, in the beginning, I felt like he was an NFL player. Yeah. Now, of course, things spiral out of control, which was some of the stuff was on his own fault. But I feel like because he wasn't given a fair shot, his NFL career never went off. All right, let's wrap this show up. If you all hear this really quickly, because I'm about to upload it right now, uh, I'm about to post this article. If you hear this within the next hour or so, make sure you come out to uh, Green Turtle in Gambrose, Maryland for the OSS 980 draft party. So shout out to OSS 980, shout out to Soggy Nachos, shout out to Hand Down Man Down podcast, Barbershop Talk um redskin rundown shut your face working title podcast uh erica fernandez of the zone and bso also sports talk tasha of uh bso also um who 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 else we, we we need to give a shout out to when it comes to the podcast that we listen to i'm having a blank shout out to island boys catering Oh, they took care of us for Easter, or took care of me. Next nah, time you yeah. gotta you gotta get what? into it. Uh, I gotta talk to my mans. I can't believe. <laughs> Shout out to Island Boys, can't and believe. that's Island, obviously, but boys B O I Z. Very Island tricky. Boys Catering. You can check them out on Instagram, and to be more specific, because their their Instagram handle spelled different. Spelled a little different because someone already kind of had a similar name. Island Boys is Island Boys B O I Z Z Z. Triple Z. Yeah, so Triple Z. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kodak Black. I guess. <laughs> so shout out to them. Shout out to Eat the City DC, Ming Reina's Doll Parts, Home Court DMV, um, Sandbox. For sure. Trezo Beach, Sharif. Rike, even though sometimes she don't be listening to this podcast, I'm gonna know. If she, I'm I'm gonna know if she listened because she's gonna say something about me saying what I just said. Uh, shout out to Warren Clay, LJ, Tony. Yo, shout out to Clay. Shout out to Clay. I know you're gonna hear this later. Thank you. <laughs> Inside thing, I guess. <laughs> but shout out to Clay. Clay got you out of some legal stuff, huh? Oh, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> Clay, 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 Cochran out here. <laughs> got you out some legal battles. You're just talking about music, dog. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. whatever, man. <laughs> got you out some legal battles. Uh, yeah, man. Shout out to. <laughs> oh man, you just shocked me. Woo! <laughs> that was a shock for you, yo. You just got to be in the studio to understand what that. <laughs> What just happened? You just gotta be in the studio. Maybe when we get to uh, oh, video, true. Which was pretty soon. Yeah, you won't you won't do what just happened. That will not happen. But anyways, man, shout out to everyone who supports us. Make sure uh, if you want to shout out, uh, just say hey, I listened to the podcast. That's, That's all it. you gotta say. Literally, it. I listened to your last podcast. We'll give you a shout out here. Um, if you um, just make sure you follow us, the Sports Reality at Instagram. The Sports Reality on Facebook, Sports underscore Reality underscore on Twitter, 
And you could definitely, you're obviously listening to this podcast on one of the podcast platforms, but we are available on Anchor, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. Just search the Sports Reality Podcast. Subscribe, leave a, leave a review. And yeah, anything else before we roll out? Oh, uh, I think that's it. All right. Until next time, everyone. Sports Reality. Peace. <laughs>